Welcome to Atomic Monsoon. Uh, we we had a special episode uh, planned for today. We were going to be talking about one of my all-time favorites, Ernest P. Whirl. Know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but we had something uh, pretty huge happen today, and we have a special guest today, so we're actually going to shelve that, and we're going to be talking about Vern and Ernest and all those good guys next week. Yeah. Uh, instead, we have a special guest today. So uh, we're going to transition things a little bit here. <laughs> Andy, who do we got? Drew Nolosco came back to talk with us more about the Transformers trading card game. And uh, to our audience members that are, are sick of listening to us talk about Transformers, because we just did it for a month, uh, sorry, but this kind of came up last minute, and we were like, well, we'd be, we'd be dumb to say no. Yeah, and uh, us both being fans of the trading card game, uh, we weren't going to say no, and we're super excited about this release today. Yes. So we, we definitely wanted to, uh, to get Drew on, and uh, Drew, thank you so much for being on today. We really appreciate it. Hey, everybody. It's good to be back. Yeah, uh, how thank, are you guys doing? Doing very well. Doing very well. Uh, how how are things up in Seattle right now? It's fantastic. Today is launch day for uh, War for Cybertron Siege Two, so it's a big day for us. Yeah, and I am super happy that I was able to share that with you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on today of all days, because I know you guys are probably busy fielding millions of emails and people who are you know questions how do, how does and this excitement and uh, yeah. just you know everything, because this is a this is another <laughs> big release for you guys. Yep, this is our fourth booster set, and it is the end of the uh, Siege portion of the War for Cybertron trilogy. Mm-hmm. So um, it, there's there's a whole bunch of really uh, new and exciting stuff in there. Um, the, the big one is Mercenaries, the new third faction uh, in, in the Transformers trading card game, but also it's really cool because... Uh, mercenaries are going to be part of Transformers Generations, and we got to we got to show them off first, which was super super exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see how having a third faction uh, will affect deck building and gameplay. Um, I know uh, Blaine Bublitz, who is uh, one of the top four players at Gen Con. He lives here in Phoenix. We he's part of our local play group. Um, he was actually on our show a couple weeks ago, uh, and he said he's been doing some experimenting and finding some fun stuff with them already. So. Yeah, I'm very excited to see where it goes. Yeah, it, it adds a whole other mythos and everything to just, every, like, Transformers in general, just knowing that there's a third faction out there. It's not just the Autobots, not just the Decepticons. Like, here mm-hmm. we have this extra group. So it's a lot of fun just for, for that aspect. But then also for the card game itself, it's a whole new avenue to build your decks. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I'm look, really looking forward to as a, as a former Magic player and coming into this as, you know, semi-fresh eyes because I, I have only been playing for the last six months or so. This is really exciting to me because yeah. it's it's... It's just something completely different and something I'm not used to within those kinds of card games because we we usually you have you know your one side versus the other kind of stuff and here we've got a third party coming into it, so it's it's definitely an interesting take on the Transformers and also just the card games in general. And and I want to um, remind all the listeners that if you go to a Siege Two release event this weekend uh, mm-hmm. at your local friendly game store uh, or friendly local game store. Uh, you can get Nightbird, who is uh, the release weekend participation promo card, and she is a mercenary, and she has a really, really saucy ability. Uh, she's very, very good at shutting down some uh, some really, really strong archetypes. Yeah, and uh, she has the ability to play cards from your opponent's scrap pile, which is, uh, that's, that's a new thing in this game. We haven't seen that before. Yep. Uh, one of the cool things about designing mercenaries is since they get to be um, different and isolated from uh, the the things that inform being an Autobot in this game, and, and I don't just mean from the IP, but I mean from the from the game design mm-hmm. or being a Decepticon, we could do some 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 unique and interesting stuff on there on the mercenary characters. And uh, uh, Nightbird is is definitely out there uh, in terms of uh, unusual game design for this game for this card game. Yeah, and kind of one of those fun deep cut characters as well that uh, we talked about last time because she's in what one episode of the G one cartoon? Yeah, she is. She is a pretty deep cut character. Yeah, it was a real. It was really fun talking to working with Hasbro, talking to them, and determining which mercenaries were appropriate for this point in the siege storyline mm-hmm. because the toy team didn't go here, so we had a little bit of um, new ground that we could break yeah. in terms of character selection, and some of them 
Uh, Octone is a great card. Yes. And I think has has some really, really interesting potential and also was a really, really fantastic um, creative exercise in reimagining Octone in uh, Siege um, Cybertronian forms. So overall, this has been unbelievably fun to work on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the uh, the character selection for the, is it, it's five mercenaries plus Nightbird, right? That's correct. Yeah. You get so, five, five in the booster packs and then Nightbird this weekend. Right, yeah. So, um, and uh, oh boy, I, I don't have them written down in front of me, but you've got um, Lockdown, who just straight up has been a mercenary, right? He's he's the not Death's Head character introduced in Transformers Animated. Um, and then, uh, oh, the Junkion, how do you pronounce his name? Detiterus? Detiterus? Detiterus. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, yeah, so one of the Junkions, who's you know from the Planet of Junk from Transformers the movie in '86, and just he's hanging out there, not being an Autobot, not a Decepticon necessarily. Um, and then yep. Nightbird, Deadlock. Um, Deadlock, yeah, oh, Deadlock, right? Who uh, later becomes Autobot Drift, and and uh, we talked about how he was. Uh, I guess he had been spoiled uh, last time, and we had mentioned him briefly. But yeah, Deadlock being in there is great too. Um, oh, who were the other? And then Octone, we we just spoke about, and then uh, who was the last one? Uh, Mudflap is Mud, Mudflap is the last one. Yeah, and Mudflap's a character I'm not familiar familiar with because he comes from the Unicon trilogy, where I was sort of checked out a little bit uh, in Transformers. So, so this is one of the so being able to bring that character in from Unicron into gener- generations with Hasbro's you know approval and. And uh, cooperation on on reimagining that was also super cool because yeah. that's a little bit of a new ground for us too. Yeah, yeah, not a lot of uh, the Cybertron or um, I'm sorry, Unicron trilogy characters uh, popping up in in anything these days. Um, there's, I mean, you know, there, there's, I know there was a Generations Hotshot toy a few years ago and stuff, but like the most and the the new uh, Galaxy Optimus Prime is obviously based on the. Uh, Oh, with the which whichever <laughs> version of Optimus from Unicron trilogy? I think the third I think one. that was the I think that was the Armada version. Uh, one of them was for it? sure. Yeah, I like I said, I was a little checked out during that whole that time period, so uh, um, I don't know off the top of my head. But uh, and I'm sure there's going to be some listeners who are just yelling at the their iPhone or whatever right now, and just like, <laughs> why don't you know this? I was like, <laughs> I I know a lot. I can't know everything. Well, Drew, I'm I'm checking out some of the artwork that I'm <clears throat> getting to see for uh, some of these releases, and I'm I'm loving the artwork on these ones, just like I have from the the previous three. Uh, is are there any of these particular of the the mercenaries or the the other characters that the artwork was just something that you were trying to get to push to to really use that particular piece, or are these just all ones that the team just you had them there and they're just they're all fantastic? But are there any of them that you were really just stoked to see to be able to put on one of those cards? So we, um, we did talk about kickback last time. Kickback's art is one of my favorite in the set, yeah. and that's the, the subtle, just like ominous, massive group of of Insecticons in the background who are all kickback clones. Yes, yeah, um, you yeah. mentioned that last time, and I went and looked at it, and I was like, oh, oh, this is way cooler than I thought it was. Yeah. just the first time around. So yeah. So we we've got a lot actually. Um, there, there are a lot of favorites, and I, I'll just grab a couple of mine. Um, so Octone's plane mode. Mm-hmm. And sun and um, sunstorm, uh, sorry, sunrunners plane mode. Both of those mm-hmm. were really exciting because we were redesigning Earth planes into spaceship planes for since they're on Cybertron. So that right. was really exciting. And Octone traditionally turned into more of like a, a commercial airliner, not a fighter jet. Right. So we we pulled in some ideas of like how what would a Cybertronian transport plane look like? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good call. Um, so, uh, one of my particular favorites, uh, also because I concepted this one, <laughs> uh, <laughs> is TurboBoard. Yes. Okay. So Josh is giving me the, the, what yeah, the hell? I, I've never, I don't think I've ever heard of that character before. Okay. So TurboBoard was, uh, in, in 1990, the Hasbro did a bunch of non-transforming Transformers toys called Action Masters. Okay. And each of them came with a little sidekick character. And Jazz is, because Jazz is... Uh, there was a weird thing in the early 90s about giving black characters uh, skateboards. So Jazz got a skateboard as his partner character named TurboBoard. And uh, okay. Drew and the TCG guys turned this into a character uh, that is now one of the Battle Masters. Oh, that's fantastic. So we pulled a whole bunch of the Action Master partners 
who yes. had sort of two modes. They could be a, a, a vehicle type thing, whether it was something you rode like the, the hoverboard or, or whether it was um, uh, a little tiny vehicle that went with them, like mm-hmm. a, a little tank drone. And we, with Hasbro's permission, reconcepted these into independent standalone characters. Um, and for Turboboard, coming up with what what is the bot mode for a skateboard hoverboard skateboard <laughs> was super challenging and we went through a whole bunch of, of uh, concepting work and we eventually um, uh, found uh, a prehistoric sea creature that kind of you could imagine it had it, the, the real creature has these flat fins in parallel rows down down its uh, mm-hmm, side mm-hmm and we kind of imagined, oh, wow, that could be, like, I could imagine those, like, folding up and snapping together, and that's the board. And so, um, anyway, that was, uh, that, that's, that guy is one of my favorites. And then there were a few just from sort of conceptual. Um, uh, Private Sea Watch's uh, alt mode is in the Sea of Rust. Oh, that's cool. I didn't realize that. Um, the Sea of Rust is, so there's, <laughs> Cybertron doesn't have, water really right um, but it does have seas of, of made of liquid liquid metal and there's one called the sea of rust mm-hmm. and so we brought that in that was super cool again um, with then, the deep dive transformers lore stuff yeah yeah that's awesome <laughs> uh, uh and then there's a couple more um uh mirage's uh car mode art mm-hmm. um, we've been playing around with with you know cars and trucks just from how do you depict cars and trucks and make it look fresh and unique each time is a really, really deceptively big challenge. Yeah, yeah. Because there's only so many angles you can put the camera when you're looking at a car or a truck. Right. Right, like if you put it, you, like, and so we wanted to do something really fresh with Mirage to emphasize his uh, speed. And so we, we put this sort of like straight in front um, view and our, this is our, our art director, um, Shanna Duncan's favorite piece of art in the set. Uh, and then uh, battle uh, cards. Like I could go on and on. I don't know how much you want me to dive deep into this. Oh I, man, as I much as we can. Like we, we're sitting here anticipating getting uh, getting to go and pick up some boosters and everything, so we can start seeing this our stuff ourselves and not just online. So right. please, please, I, I'm looking forward to hearing everything you have to say. Okay, great. Let's switch over to battle cards because we were able to do some cool stuff here too. Um, I love Hot Rod in the blast suit, just walking through the wall of fire. <laughs> that one's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Battlefield or Incursion um, is really interesting because a lot of people interpret this as uh, Trypticon vomiting up Full Tilt. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Full Tilt attaches to uh, Trypticon's chest, right? Exactly. He attaches right. to Trypticon's chest. He's che- he, he forms part of the chest armor, and in the toy, you just eject him from the chest armor. So, right. However, however, now that I've seen this, I can't unsee it. Right, because it's Trypticon, <laughs> and it's it's cut off, so you only see like from Trypticon's waist down, right? So it's just full tilt falling. So, yep. so every, yeah, every time I deploy full tilt at work, now I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a lot of fun. The full tilt purge. Yeah, <laughs> full no. tilt means something else there. I think. Yeah, a lot of people have been asking in this card, indestructible sword who is uh, on the recipient end of that indestructible sword, and that is Flame War. Oh, is it? Okay. I, uh, I'm going to look that up right now <laughs> while you're talking, because I don't... There, I mean, you know, when there's so many cards, uh, I can't keep them all memorized before I actually have them in my hands, you know? Yep. Um, Lucky Vest has a really funny s- story behind the art. Um, so one of the things mechanically that we're pushing in Siege 2 is tools that enable you to play... Uh, many different colors of pips in your deck, and yes. Lucky Lucky Vest was uh, was designed mechanically first. So Ken Nagel said, "I want an armor that rewards uh, and st- pretty strongly rewards um, uh, playing multiple pips, and I want it to be basically a reusable force field." And okay, that was great. And then so uh, we're sitting down concepting this card, and Matt, uh, this it's just it's like. How how are we gonna? We were having so much trouble figuring this out, and uh, Matt Smith is like, I don't know. What if what if it's just he's got like his, you know, 
his lucky vest that he'll only you know he always has to wear it in battle. And so lucky vest was born. <laughs> we just, that was it. We're just like sold. And I'm looking at that on my phone right now. And yeah, it's just the Detroit Detroit guy, uh, junkie on dude, um, just sta- sitting there like, yeah, I'm wearing my vest. What? <laughs> yeah, if we wanted to give it sort of this like Vietnam era feel, yeah. to the art, and so you know he's just he's just sitting there and he's got he got he's got his utility vest on and. You know, he's the the old grizzled sergeant who never goes anywhere without that vest. <laughs> that's a lot of fun. Oh um, man, that's cool. Anyway, I could go on and on for art, but there's a lot of things <laughs> to talk about. What from what you've seen? Are there is there any, are there anything that that? Uh... Uh, oh, man, off the top of my head, uh, again, I don't have everything right in front of me. I've just kind of been Google searching on my phone while we're talking. Um, I I have really liked um, a lot of the the artwork um, with the mercenaries um, on them. So like the the double the dual wield um, the the contract uh, contingency the coup like just kind of seeing yep. like okay like the first siege set we saw it's all Autobot Decepticon stuff. But like here's these guys that aren't really on either side and they're getting paid their you know bounty. To, to do whatever for whichever side they're on or being paid by. Um, and like, what does that look like in the middle of a war? And, yep. I, and, I, and I, I really appreciate like some of the cool, I mean, just some of the cool artwork in that is, uh, is a lot of fun. All the ones that feature Octone have a, are, are one story. It's, uh, oh, really? Yeah. You can put them in order and they sort of, and they, they kind of tell a little story about a bounty on Hot Rod. Oh, that's that's fantastic! Josh is holding up the shoulder holster at me right now. Yeah, that's is, uh, one of the ca- the cards I had seen that uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to. It just I, I'm all about the control type decks and stuff, sure, and just yeah. having those extra abilities where you get to throw extra weapons and do extra mm-hmm. little things, and and the mercenaries, especially with uh, the the one we'll be getting this weekend, is really exciting me with being able to play a lot of those your opponents' cards. Yes. just this entire set is, is really. Really exciting me, and the shoulder holster one also is probably my favorite art I've seen so far. I just really like just that little just cross arm, like what are you gonna do? Kind of look on yeah. this guy. It's just, yep, it's, it's a great one. Uh, and with the, this one contains an art goof. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, if you look carefully, um, he's got a Decepticon symbol on his chest. Oh, oh he does. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I think I remember seeing uh, an Autobot symbol on one of. Uh, Deterioris' uh, photo uh, images as well. We try, we try real hard, but every once in a while, something slips through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fine because historically, those characters have been Autobots or Decepticons um, in one form or another throughout the history of Transformers. Thirty-six year, thirty-five. Well, it makes year sense that they're mercenaries. Sometimes you got to go behind enemy lines for whoever you're working for, right? That's so. true. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you're a big fan of control decks, what do you think of the new Megatron, Ward Megatron? Uh, you know, I actually haven't looked at his abilities yet. Ooh, ooh. That's one. Okay. Really, I, I, I've I've been looking so much because I've being a new player. Uh, I, I've been given, thankfully, from a lot of the guys we play with, a lot of the uh, previous sets uh, doubles and stuff for the different uh, Autobots and Decepticons that they've got. And I've been just slowly buying boosters and, and building up what I can. So I'm kind of just starting to build cars and starting to get things. I haven't gotten a ton of the side ones, so I'm still experimenting with a lot <coughs> of uh, of what I'm doing. And uh, like I'm, I'm working right now on a deck where I'm trying to use a lot of the battle masters and some of the, the little guys trying to build a a, <laughs> a deck okay. of just just the little guys so I can you know the oh tap this and undo your things and mm-hmm. uh, it'll be interesting. So the 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 Megatron. I just pulled it up oh, yeah, so Josh yeah. can take a look at it. Yeah, go ahead, Drew. I'm sorry. So he's got two abilities. I think you're working them now. Uh, the bot mode is when your opponent reshuffles their deck, which in this game happens All somewhere between frequently to often. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, and if, if it, depending on the type of deck that the opponent's playing, it could happen a lot. Um, so the opponent chooses one of their characters and deals damage to it equal to Megatron's attack total. Oh, and, wow. And Battlemasters can certainly help that. So you get to sw- put the Battlemaster on Megatron and swing with him, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. But then uh, every time there's that reshuffle moment, uh, one of the characters gets blapped. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, that and combined that, with a little bit of the shoulder holster on him really could be a little bit nasty there. Right, exactly. Shoulder holster is great because you get to add that additional weapon in. And then his his alt mode says when you flip to this mode, your opponent scraps a number of cards from the top of their deck equal to his defense. His defense starts at three, so not a lot, but it does help get the deck the opponent's deck churning through so it recycles frequently. 
Yeah, I mean, if you're getting those three cards every once in a while, I mean, that's mm-hmm. that that adds up quickly when when you're running through turns. That's that should be a, a fun, fun, fun card to play. Especially if you had something like I don't know, Heat of Battle, right? Which adds, which uh, gives both players bold and tough until the end of turn. So your opponent's going to be flip or bold and tough three, I believe, right? So your opponent's flipping an extra three cards that turn, anyways, yeah. when when the battle happens. So, yeah, yeah, lots of lots of fun strategy you can play there with uh, with Lord Megatron. Ah. Uh. There are a bunch of interesting control cards in this deck. Uh, who else is really good? Oh, so um, something that you might enjoy if you like playing controlly style decks is to play a full Battle Master team. Sorry, no, a full Micromaster team and take one of the patrols, like the Offward Patrol, and mm-hmm. just play all of them. Uh, because they're all designed. So, for example, power, Private Powertrain is the leader of the Offroad Patrol. And his bot mode says he has plus one attack and plus one defense for each off-road patrol in your KO area. So what the way you play this deck is you leave him alive until the end and just do stuff, attack, defend, whatever, with the other um, off-road patrol guys. Eventually they get KO'd. And then you're left with a five defense powertrain because he has two naturally, three for um, each of the other three members that are now KO'd. And that's not even counting an armor. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's really, really power, possible to get like a seven or eight defense power powertrain, wow. which means he just doesn't take damage. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. And a micromaster that doesn't take damage is mind bending. <laughs> and it requires a control player mindset to play this deck. Right. It looks like it's an aggro deck, but it's really not. Hmm. It's really a control deck that that is working towards an unbeatable powertrain. So that might be. Something right up your alley. Yeah, yeah, no, it's actually making me go like, oh, I need to real build this deck I was working on because I was doing a building a deck with a, a few of the micro masters and a couple battle masters, just trying to to make it towards like, okay, you can't attack these three guys back here. I'm making mm-hmm. you attack these weapons first, mm-hmm. and then oh, these guys that you couldn't attack before now that are doing all this extra damage, and they have tap abilities where I'm untapping ones that I mm-hmm. had tapped previously. So this will, yeah, man, this this looks like a, sounds like a lot of fun. It will be an interesting and- interesting card to add to that. And that's exactly it, because the the micromasters have stealth when they're untapped. So yeah. if you have, and they all have enough stars. We designed it so they have enough stars left over that you can add one small to medium sized character, and so you can get variety on the team. And a battle master is a good partner. Mm-hmm. Swing with the battle master first, and no matter what happens, they're forced to swing into the battle master, right? Uh, and let him die first. It's yeah. it is a very very fun playstyle. Yeah, that's that's one of the ones I've been working around. So I'm excited to hear you say that and, and talk about that card because uh, it gets me giddy just wanting to like, <laughs> oh, i got to get that one now. And what's uh, nice is most of the MicroMasters are commons and uncommons, so yeah. uh, we will end up, well, at least I... <laughs> I, uh, I I'm getting my cards tomorrow morning. I got I got them on hold at uh, place I used to work. Um, but I will definitely have extras. Shout out to it. Samurai Comics here in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if you're in the Phoenix area and you like comics and trading card games, Samurai Comics is a, a great place to go. Now, Drew, uh, one of the other things that uh, you guys announced recently, and I, I want to come back to some Wave Four, but I, I'm really really excited about this giant Energon Cube bundle that you guys have announced here recently. Uh, ah, you must be talking about the Wave One Energon Edition. Yes, I am. This this <laughs> thing, and I'm excited about this one too because there was cards I missed out on because I just I wasn't you know in the know at the time of Comic Con and stuff and and wasn't able to get some of those cards. And here I'm looking at this uh, this package and we have those cards and then a bunch of other ones from Wave One that I haven't been able to acquire yet with some amazing artwork and a very unique just type of card with the translucency of it and just t- tell us a little bit more about this so so the people that haven't heard about it yet get a little idea of what we're talking about so we're, we're about one year we're a little more at this point than one year out from the release of wave one right and so some places some you your, the local store still has it but there there's a lot of people who have come into the game after wave one was released mm-hmm. yeah and so we wanted to do a celebration of Wave 1. We wanted to do a holiday 2019 product. Uh, we wanted to, to make sh- the some of the cards that were more difficult to, to find, like Cliff Jumper and Starscream and uh, Starscream. <laughs> Slipstream. Slipstream is is Starscream's clone. Yes. Uh, uh, and I, anyway, those two card characters are, are, are a little bit difficult to find because their, their original print run was very low. Um, pro- too low. And so all of this gelled together, and we're like, let's do a celebration product. Mm-hmm. 
and we decided to just go all out on this um, to the ex- to the extent that it was still reasonable for uh, in terms of a price point that that people could could get. Uh, yeah, because so it's it's a lot of stuff for uh, for what you're paying. Yeah, it's one ninety nine. So it's right. like it, it. There's a price. It's right there. Right. right? Like that's not something we have to provide enough value to make that worth it. Yeah. And so we had had this thing where we were looking for a place to test out printing on plastic cards. Mm, um, okay. All right. So the way these cards are made is it is a 28 mil ABS plastic. Um, okay. And that is a pretty sturdy translucent plastic that takes ink really well. 28 mil refers to the thickness of the plastic. So it's a, it's, Somewhere between like gift card and credit card thickness. Okay. So um, it has a little bit of flex to it so it doesn't shatter, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But it is not a, it is not so um, flimsy. Uh, It's it's not like cardstock flimsy or even like, um, uh, like the, the transparent plastic, like the book cover plastic or something like that. It's, it's, it's pretty sturdy. Yeah. And we can foil it, which is really exciting. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm also a graphic designer when I'm not, when I'm not playing Transformers cards. So like I get I've seen a bunch of this stuff in other uh, products right over the years, and so to get to see it in uh, Transformers, which is a thing that I've loved since I was uh, old enough to have memories, um, and in this card game that I enjoy playing, like I'm super excited to I've seen I've seen the little uh, Facebook videos you put up, but I'm I'm very excited to see these in person as well. Yeah, from the sound of, sound of it, it sounds like it's going to be durable enough for your kids, <laughs> but at the same time, it's going to be one of those things that's going to last for the collectors. Yeah, uh, we recommend sleeving it, right? Like it sure. is a play object, and it's yeah. going to get yeah. it can get dinged up on the table if you're you're flipping it. And so regular double sided um, uh, clear sleeves mm-hmm. work fine. Uh, top loaders depend. Some top loader brands it slips in okay. Some top loader brands are, are a little tight. You'll you'll know as soon as you attempt to use put it in a top loader. Okay, whether that's, it'll work or not. That's a good but warning. Uh, uh, sleeves are sleeves are fine. Yeah. Uh, but we wanted to make like we have we're printing on clear plastic we wanted to do something that really just took advantage of the material that we were printing on mm-hmm. so we redesigned the frames uh, yeah so all I'm- of the frame elements like the boxes that and the areas that delineate one part of the card from another we just knocked them back to 100% transparent and then mirrored the frame on both sides so that the transparent areas lined up and that light could shine through. So when you hold this card up to the light, it looks like the frame elements are illuminated, which is... Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. It's super spectacular, just to... They do not actually light up on their own, just saying. (laughs) 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 No, I think think the box would cost a little bit more than $200 for the cards lighted up on their own. Uh, own. we, We spec'd out what happens if you put LED lights in... So the way that they're packed out is, there's actually one bit that you guys are hearing first. Um, oh, okay. We, we wanted to make sh- it's not in the photos. Uh, we wanted to make sure that 100% sure that the cards uh, survived transportation mm-hmm. with no damage, and that's transportation from the factory all the way to someone opening up at home. Okay. So when when the cards are packed out, they are ver- they stand vertically in um, the kind of foam that like a um, you'd put uh, 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 photography equipment in or something like that. So, uh, oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they they have little sl- slots where they they slide in, but when they're packed out, they come in um, card sleeves, custom card sleeves that are printed with the black and white um, uh, card art. So if it's Bumblebee, his sleeve has his Bumblebee bot mode art in black and white. The the, the original inks and pencils done by the artist. Oh, that's super then, cool. Yeah. And, and then we printed the artist's signature for e- who did each of the piece of art on it. Okay. And so from terms of storage, they, they come with an additional measure of security in the box. That, and unfortunately, we didn't have a chance to, to photograph it that way when we were doing product photography. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's really neat because that's just one more piece of added value because that's going to be unique artwork you're not going to find anywhere else 
for a product yep. that's there. So that that's really neat. Uh, and um, some of the art is my favorite. Like I think that is the best truck mode prime we've done, and mm. uh, and Megatron tank mode crushing that car as he drives towards <laughs> the camera is pretty lit. Yeah, yeah, I'm really digging the Nemesis Prime uh, car art. I, I, his bot mode one is probably one of my favorites that I've seen so far from any of the cards. I really like that one. Yep, that bot mode is nuts, and that's done by Ken Christensen, who I believe was the person that the designer. Uh, I wish I could just call Ken right now and confirm this, but uh, I'm gonna <laughs> say it. I believe Ken was the original designer of Nemesis Prime's character. Oh wow! Oh okay, okay. Uh, yeah, so. and I I really like this Nemesis Prime. I like uh, <laughs> I like Nemesis Prime in this game a lot. But one of the unfortunate things about the Wave One card is just the way. And I understand that this is not not an intentional thing. But sometimes when you print cards, uh, when you print things, things look always look great on a computer screen because the screen is lit up. But sometimes when you get to the printing process, sometimes they're a little bit darker and murkier. Uh, and then when you put it in a sleeve and or a top loader, that's also kind of distorting uh, the image. And so the Nemesis card unless it's under direct light, sometimes doesn't quite have the same pop that a lot of the other cards have. Uh, yeah, it's a very dark piece of art. Yeah, right? like, yeah. He's purple and black. The card is purple and black accents. It's a, the, He's mostly in shadow. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And so that was one of the things that we were thinking about when we were at, when we had, uh, when we were working with uh, Keyword Studio Montreal, who did the colors for these. Mm, um, mm -hmm. And we wanted some stuff that was a little brighter and poppier to take advantage of the both the transparent material, which would kind of back illuminate um, the cards yeah, a little bit, yeah. uh, and we wanted some vibrancy to the colors. Uh, we've got a very you know, very rich um, saturation on the the cliff jumpers red and mm. prime and primes red. No, I'm I'm really happy with these came out. They're gorgeous in person. Um, yeah, I that guess, prime card that acts real like just yeah. We should probably mention uh, who all is included in this because I don't think we've done that. No, so, we haven't. Uh, for anyone who who hasn't seen the box, which at this point, if you're if you're listening to this, I'm sure you're probably on all the Transformers social media stuff. If not, you can Google it. It'll be. I just did first thing that pops up. Yeah, you look up Energon <laughs> Edition, it pops up. Uh, but yeah, you get the Optimus Prime Battlefield Legend from Wa the rare from Wave One, uh, as long with Megatron Living Weapon, uh, and then you get the super rares from Wave One: the uh, Bumblebee Legendary Warrior and Nemesis Prime Dark Clone. And then the San Diego 2018 exclusives, uh, Cliffjumper Renegade Warrior, and Slipstream Strategic Seeker. Uh, and then also with that, you get 18 battle cards uh, that were done in foil for the first time. And here, we, we specifically were choosing battle cards that were thematically aligned with the characters. We weren't looking at power level. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have uh, Ion Blaster of Optimus Prime, and Agility of Bumblebee, and Cargo Trailer for Nemesis Prime, and Bombing Run for... Um, slipstream and start your engines. We we wanted to pick a battle card that felt like it could go right into a deck with, um, yeah, each with, of the six characters. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, I think getting foil start your engines is going to be a lot of fun for any cars deck uh, because that's going to be that's one of those cards that you're always kind of looking for in a car deck. And, and yeah, I've, I've found one. I've been looking for it for more. <laughs> I'm just going like, man, I want to find some more of these. Oh, and I just meant while you're playing, like having like, okay, cool. Where's the like? I'm I'm searching. I'm searching. Oh, there's the foil one. Cool. That's the one I want to you know recover or pick up or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then they have the new artwork on those. That's something else that we're seeing here. That the, not only are these 18 cards in foil, but they're also with new artwork mm -hmm. that's completely unique to the set as well. Correct. That's correct. So we commissioned new art for each of them. Um, and then we wanted to make sure that this, this, the package that this came in felt like it was worthy of sitting on your shelf next to the rest of your Transformers, your toys. Um, so the Energon Cube is all, f it, the, the, the substrate that it's printed on is all foiled and it uses a kind of a foil um, substrate that's called uh, liquid foil, which gives it, the way the light reflects looks like it's pools of, pools, like P-O-O-L-S, pools yeah. of, of liquid. Um, it's not actually liquid. It just looks that way when it's reflected. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, it's, go it, it's really, really fantastic. And we worked with Hasbro to get the most current idea of what a Generations Energon Cube looks like. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, and then, I did see some people questioning uh, the blue color of the Energon Cube, because I know in, in the G1 cartoon they were uh, a glowy pink magenta color. 
yep the the pink pink energon cubes are explicitly part of the the television series the, the cartoon television series okay um look and feel for the generations line of transformers the it, it's this, blue, this this modern blue color okay um, and then the box that everything sits in we we black we black foiled on black yes. in Cybertronian the yeah. name of all of the characters that are in the box. Oh, cool! I was going to ask what what it said in Cybertronian because yeah, the the yeah. black on black is always a really cool look. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I I love black on black. If you've ever seen a picture of me, you notice I wear black on black. But um, <laughs> no, that's the names of each of the six characters repeating in Cybertronian through, okay. are, are wrapped around the box, and then it's got this drawer that has inside like the battle cards, and we made these really really cool opalescent dice that are. Pantone matched, which is color matching to the Energon cube color, um, and you get 18 of them. So it's it's just this whole thing, and then we tossed in a box worth of Wave One boosters to to go with it. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to ask about those boxes. Uh, a couple questions on those. Now, is after hearing you talk about the sleeves that the cards are coming in with that that uh, penciled artwork, is this the same artwork that's on the the sides of those boxes? Yes, okay. that is. So the, that Megatron. If you're looking at one of them, you'll probably see a Megatron. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is the black and white pencils. Um, those are those are um, the pencils done by. Uh, I think oh. that's Marcelo Materi who did that. Uh, yes, let's see. Right. Yeah, Marcelo did uh, Megatron and Optimus. Yeah. Yep. So, I, so that's I, that's Mar <laughs> that's Marcelo's black and white pencils that have been inked. Yes. Uh, and Marcelo is such a tremendous Transformers artist. Yep. And that this is this is one of my favorite pieces of his. He's really got this sort of dynamic. Mm-hmm. Dynamic motion into Megatron about to beat you in the skull with his his energon. <laughs> <laughs> now, this, uh, this is, I got a question for you. It's kind of a technical question on those boxes because it's a couple things I've seen online, and it's just for me as somebody starting out. I'm just curious about this. Uh, on those boxes that have got all the boosters in them, uh, are those going to be big enough to hold cards that are sleeved afterwards? Like, are those going to be good for actual like case for your cards after you've unwrapped everything? Yes, you can. That's not their purpose. Their purpose and the booster box didn't fit into the package that we needed the way it to. Like we had to break it down anyway, so we decided sure. to make these these rather than just stuff loose boosters into the thing. We wanted we wanted an elegant presentation. Yeah, but yeah, yes. Yeah. So so the way those are, um, I think there's one photo on on the site that shows that they are stacked vertically on their side, the 15 yes. boosters, mm -hmm. which means that character cards will fit in there. Okay, uh, you're going to have to. Put something in there so that the cards don't rattle around, right? Like the, they are bigger than a character card. They're, they're booster size, and boosters are a little bit, you know, larger in both dimensions than a character card. Sure. Yeah. But but yeah, you can stick you can stick sleeve character cards in there. They'll fit fine. What Excellent. do you think? Uh, do you think it would work with the the harder top loaders um, that the characters? I mean, the the three by five top loaders that you know most of us are using for the character cards as well. I believe it will. Okay. I, I, I believe it will fit because t uh, the external dimensions of a top loader are really close to the width of a booster pack. Right, yeah. So it, it should fit. Okay, but and obviously the booster packs are a little bit taller when they're standing upright than the um, even the top loaded. Uh, I'm exactly, because yeah. they've yeah. got the fin, they've got the sealed fins on either end. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, the, the, the base from that question came from some things I've seen online that also for me personally, like, I, I've enjoyed, I picked up a couple times at Walmart, uh, just the little boxes that you guys have put out with, that have a couple of booster packs inside, and it's got some really neat artwork on the outside of it as well that looks like some of the art from the actual booster packs themselves, and those have been perfect for me because not having <laughs> a giant carrying case or anything like that for these cars has been perfect for me to actually have something to store all these things in, and seeing the artwork on this one, man, I just, I, I'm digging this. I can't wait to yeah. get one of these. Uh, I, I'm really happy to hear that because this was designed, there were many reasons that we designed this, but we always think of what is the what is the customer's use for a product? That I, I'm a very consumer use focused designer. Thank um, you. <laughs> and one of, yeah. Well, anyway, moving on. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the, the use cases was these cards are hard to acquire. What is the right product for someone who is uh, gotten late or to the, the, the game or in the last like six months and mm -hmm. just wanted a bunch of this stuff right now and that's where this that's why the configured products configured the way it is. Yeah, this is uh, like the ultimate 
set if you're a collector or even if you're just like, I really want to get into this and I want to get a bunch of cards. I'm going to buy a booster box. It's like, well, here you go. This this right here is exactly what you need. You've got your health counters. You've mm-hmm. got a ton of really good cards. And then you got an entire booster box of additional cards as well. So and, this and, is a great, great value. And six play sets of rares from Wave 1 in addition yeah. to the six of the hardest to find characters from Wave 1. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then a couple of those are. <laughs> yeah, just Cliff Jumper and Slipstream on on the secondary market. You buy one of each of those, you're paying more than uh, you are for this entire box set. Yeah, so it, it's it's definitely worth it. Now I, I got a couple of questions for you about the the Wave Four stuff, just because uh, it is oh, officially out now. I actually oh, had a I had one go last ahead. question about yeah because Wave Four is out. I wanted to ask about the availability of the Energon edition. Um, I know that it, you, you guys did say on the website that it will be December, Monday, December 2nd, I believe. That's correct. And I believe we actually already also said what time. Yeah, of day. you said noon Pacific Standard Time, I believe. Yep, that um, sounds right. And then you said uh, the, the URL for ordering is forthcoming. So uh, it's, it's uh, what is it, November 9th today, right? Um, or November 8th? So the, UR, the URL will probably go up around the 22nd. Okay. And that's sort of standard for the way Hasbro, uh, and this is actually a Wizards. Um, uh, you're going to be purchasing it from a Wizards run site, not a Hasbro run site. Okay. okay. Um, and we we put up the product page uh, uh, several days before, but not significantly before the product goes on sale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, we've made a bunch of these, we, so this is not like a tiny run product. It's not an unlimited run product either. Right. Uh, I don't I don't anticipate that if you show up at like I don't know two p.m. Pacific time, you're going to have an issue. Okay. That's a happy problem for us to have and an unhappy problem for others to have if that's not true. Right. (laughs) Um, And then, so, like, is there going to be a a purchasing limit for customers as well? Yep. Two per. per. Okay. Good. That's good to know. I think that's good. Um, Because one of the things I know, (laughs) looking at the San Diego 2018 packs, like, I, I was fortunate enough to get them, but, like, Josh, like he said, was not playing. Um, so like for, for anyone who didn't get them, I, I, I'm, my fear was there would be people coming in buying like 10 or 15 of these, you know, and then turning around and scalping all of the cards. And I'm sure people will be doing that, you know, with the extra one anyways, but, um, yeah, limiting to to two per customer, I think is a, is a really smart move on your side. Is there a ballpark for how many of these that you guys are releasing or is that kind of, we don't, we don't talk about print runs very much, but I can talk about it a little bit in relative terms. Okay. It's, we printed more of these than more of these than we printed uh, the 2018 SDCC back, which was a very low-run product. Um, this is well in excess of that. Okay, okay. fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so, <laughs> so there will be more of these cliff jumpers and slipstreams running around than the San Diego ones? Likely, yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, fair okay. enough. Well, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Um, there's also one other bit that we haven't, that, that we haven't actually revealed yet about the Energon edition. But, oh, really? Um, I will say that there were some other cards in the original SDCC pack. I'll just leave it at that. Oh, interesting, because I have seen some scuttlebutt about those and some people uh, asking where those are. So, <laughs> uh, we, we may there, there, there may have been more news uh, coming out early next week about Okay. So, All right. Well, so, we'll keep tuned for that. Then. Yeah, stay tuned, guys. All right. Well, then, back to the Wave 4 stuff before we run out of t- your time today. Uh, with it being officially released, are there any character cards or uh, the battle cards that you weren't allowed to talk about or say anything about beforehand that you can actually mention, like, hey, check this one out, or this is something that we were excited for people when they start opening their packs? So the timing of me coming on the show last time was was just after we had announced Mercenaries. Yes. Um we had said nothing about mercenaries before um, the joint Hasbro Wizards announcement at New York Comic Con, so uh, those are the cards we've probably talked about the least because we were waiting for New York Comic Con. Everything else that we, that uh, is in here, um, uh, I don't think we had talked about Omega Supreme. 
No, so uh, you had asked us which characters we would like to see in the game in the future, and I had said I wanted uh, Overlord, but I wanted the tank and plane modes to be separate cards that combine into one giant robot. And literally the next reveal you guys did was Skytread, who is a tank and a jet that are two separate cards that reveal into a giant robot. <laughs> Suggests that we could do Overlord in the future then, doesn't it? I, it was, you, and your response was, hmm, interesting. And the yeah. next spoiler <laughs> was almost exactly what I asked for, just the wrong character but like i'm not even mad just all right cool well i i guess we can do that <laughs> so i have some bad news for you overlord's not in this set right, overlord's not in this set. <laughs> Over, overlord was almost almost the promo giveaway character for wave five. Oh. <laughs> okay well now i know not to get my hopes up uh for the next wave which is probably going to be in the spring sometime right that sounds reasonable. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I haven't do, given away. I, so, I know you can't oh, give away. I know there's you you are in a position where you can't say certain things, and I 100% respect that, um, but we are not under those NDAs, so I, I can throw things out like that, and you can just say yes or no or maybe, and I'm not going like to be mad. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds very much like a game that a brand manager should not be playing. <laughs> That's fair. I, I don't uh, want I don't want to get you in trouble, Drew. So if there is anything that that comes up or whatever, just let it. You know, if, hey, this is uncool. Don't ask. All right, cool, fine. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's just I can't hide my emotions on certain characters. So I just think bad That's fair too. I mean, you'll win, and I'll that I'll be good for you. Hey, I get to uh, keep playing this card game, right? You just said there's a wave five. Cool. I know we're getting yeah, something that, else after the Energon for edition. For me, that uh, was enough of a hey. Yeah. Another wave's coming. Yeah. All right, I don't get uh, Overlord yet. It doesn't mean I'm not getting him ever. So it just—it's just that he almost made it. And it's, you, <laughs> That's okay. Uh, anyway, Overlord's not even um, one of my favorite characters. I just came up with this idea of having two combining vehicles into one big robot, and then it happened. So I feel right, like I—I I already won this game. <laughs> I think you did. I think that was a great. There was a great look ahead into looking at things that we've done with the trading card game and mm -hmm. figuring out how you could have your favorite character show up mm -hmm. using things that were in the realm of what we could do. Yeah. Uh, and we were very happy with this sort of two-part combiner. Mm -hmm. uh, he's not a combiner. Like, I mean, he, he blurs the line <laughs> as to whether or not he's a combiner. He Officially, he is a duocon, correct? He's officially a duocon. Right. We don't want to endlessly pro proliferate terms. I, for, for the card game, I completely understand that. Uh, but I know back in the, the mid to late 80s, Hasbro was coming up with terms for every gift, every play. Oh, what's the phrase you guys use now? Play, play expression? Yeah, play expression. Yeah, not uh, you can't use the word gimmick. <laughs> nah, that's fine. We can totally use the word gimmick. Okay. Every, every toy has a gimmick, right? Yeah. And yeah. because combiners... Mechanic, game mechanically do a lot of what needed to be done here. We need Skytread um, act as a combiner. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about, so we can have cards that talk about, you know, put this only on combiner characters or, mm -hmm. or you know, play only on a combiner mode character and have everybody that kind of fits this general classification because they all tend to be relatively large characters that comprise the multiple parts, right? Like sure. whether it's a duocon or... Um, a, 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 you know, a, a Scramble City style combiner or, right. you know, wh whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, we need to have those, those, those classifications of, of, or those buckets so that we can do game design that's not scattershot. So that's why Skytread is a combiner, even though technically he's a duo gun. Okay, fair enough. Makes sense. Yeah. Same thing for Omega Supreme. Omega Supreme is technically not a combiner, but um, he functions game mechanics so similar to the way combiners function that we just added that together. We did give him the... Um, I think for streamlining the game and making it clear for players that don't have 30-something years of Transformers knowledge lost in the back of their brain, um, that's probably a better decision. Just saying, yeah, yeah it, the two cards combined to make a robot, it's a combiner. And just for all... for As a message to all of the, the fans who care deeply about the IP, mm -hmm. know that none of this is capricious. Every time that we can't stay strict to the, to the original IP... Um, we have a serious discussion and the creative folks like Matt Smith and myself and the game design folks like Scott Van Essen and Ken Nagel sit down and negotiate what the limits of where, where does game design start breaking down, where does IP start breaking down. So every time we do something like this, like 
calls Omega Suprema Combiner. It's the result of a, a carefully weighed discussion as to what's best for the, the overall health of the game. Yeah, uh, and I appreciate you explaining that, and I uh, I think that other players will appreciate that explanation as well. That you guys know, hey, yeah, okay, technically Skytread is a is a duo con uh, and not a combiner, but for the sake of gameplay, let's streamline the game and make it easier to understand for people who just play the game and don't know every little detail about Transformers. Yeah, and I, yep. I think that's one of the things that makes this game so well <clears throat> so good is because you know. Uh, and especially with talking to you, you're a brand manager that is a fan of the IP that you're working with. You're a fan of the game you're working on. Uh, you embrace the fans that are fans of that IP. And it, it really shows in your guys' work. And, you know, with little things like that where you're, you know, hey, how do we classify this guy to make sure that it's true to the game style, but at the same time we're not shooting <laughs> the fans or ourselves in the foot right. by changing too much to there. It, it really shows in the work and the quality of the game. Thanks. I appreciate that. And... And Hasbro, the Hasbro creative team, you know, Matt Clark, Chris Nadeau, others have been have been super um, understanding of the needs of gameplay versus the needs of the IP. And when there are weird situations, we work with them and and negotiate through the changes to the IP necessary for gameplay. So it's been a very very positive experience overall. Cool. I'm really glad to hear that, actually. Yeah, that is. That's great. Yeah. It's always good to hear that the companies are getting along. and Because you know, <laughs> you'd hate to be like, eh, Hasbro doesn't like when we do this. That, you know, This is a fun game. I want to see, see it keep going past Wave 5. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to hear you like, oh, yeah, when Wave 8 comes out, we'll be doing something interesting. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> so it, it, uh, it's, it's definitely good to hear that stuff. Me too. Um, and I will say it does help that Hasbro and Wizards are uh, – <laughs> effectively one company as yes. opposed like I've done a lot of licensed product game products in the past I've done Star Trek I've done Harry Potter whatever um, it's it is extremely helpful to be part of the same company when you do this I believe that yeah, yeah I believe that 100% a lot less toes to step on that way yeah and a lot, a lot less of uh, you can have direct conversations and that's direct conversations that get to the point and are, are so so beneficial mm-hmm. in getting good work done fast yeah, anyway. yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Me editorializing about beating around the bush, which I hate. <laughs> <laughs> well, Drew, we are just about out of time. We really appreciate you being on today, uh, especially with the short notice and everything. So thank you so much for being on today on During Launch Day. I'm sure you've got a million things to go do and, and uh, people to talk to. But uh, just real quick, uh, other than local comic book shops and card shops, where is the place that people can go for more information and to buy more of the New Wave and also the Energon uh, edition? So for more information, make sure you like our Facebook page and we post all of the articles that go up on the Wizards Wizards Mothership site and we post them there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then for learn to play videos, if you're a new player, go to TransformersTCG.com. And uh, you can download the app that is the companion app to the game that was just updated yesterday morning uh, with Siege 2 in it. So you can make your, you can build your decks and use that to track the health of your characters and your opponent's characters. It's very, very handy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will, will see you at your local comic book shop. I'm actually also headed out to go to a release myself after this. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, do you want to give a shout out to any of the local shops there? Unfortunately, all all firmly local game stores are fantastic. <laughs> uh, fair uh, enough. Fair find, enough. <laughs> understandable. Find, understandable. Find the one that's nearest to you and uh, give them your patronage. Excellent. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening today. We'll be back next week. You can always find us at atomicmonsoon.com and Atomic Monsoon or at Atomic Monsoon on social medias. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will talk to you soon. Bye, everybody.